step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, listeners. You are live with Apostle John L. Solomon, the lion among lions in the lion's den. It is my purpose today to bring you strength. Strength from the lion's den is a compelling talk show that discusses life's difficult situations through relevant topics, important issues, and empowerment from a biblical perspective. The lion's den will bring you the energy of encouragement, transcendent godly wisdom, and the efficacy of knowledge and education, and primarily strength to the weary in life from the sourcehood of our connection with our Lord Jesus Christ. So I was, what I want you to do is roar for your victory, roar for your power, roar for your prosperity, roar for your deliverance, and roar for your strength. I want to welcome you to to the, today's broadcast, and our topic tonight is Women with Purpose, number two, my second edition of Women with Purpose. The, tonight's women that we have here tonight are women who mind their business. See, Eleanor Roosevelt said, great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Smallest minds discuss people. And Proverbs 31 talks about a woman who is about her business and she gets things done. Are you a woman in a tailspin trying to get things done in what James Brown called a, a man's world? If you think our topic is about little ladies quietly going about their day, then you are in for an obtrusive surprise, my friend. My panelists have what the French call je ne sais quoi. My Angelou called it phenomenal, and the Bible calls it virtuous. So get ready to meet women who mind their business, women with purpose. Listen, my first guest is uh, the mother of one son, Chris, three girls, Raven, Chanel, and Alicia, and four busy, amazing grandkids. She has enterprised various ventures from catering, interior design, cosmetology, my God, what else, and many other smaller projects. However, her one true passion has always been food. 
This path led her to becoming a proud owner of the successful Salads to Go right here in Macon, Georgia, uh, a restaurant that was created to promote healthy eating and living after the death of her highly beloved mother, Deborah Harris. Though she is a successful business owner, she knows what it's like to be at the bottom and the struggle that comes along with that. This woman's purpose is the perfect example that it's never too late to follow your dreams. The salad queen herself, Miss Tasha Williams. Tasha, thank you for being on the show. Hello, hello. Uh-huh. All right. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're more than welcome. Listen, my next guest is a mother, a wife, and an inspirational mentor and radio host of Scream Radio. She's a survivor of sexual, physical, and mental abuse, and she fought to break the cycle. At her lowest point, God revealed his strength, exposing the similarities of abuse deeply rooted in her family history. Her life is a demonstration of God's supernatural power of restoration. She inspires many who have suffered the effects of inherited cycles of dysfunction and captivates audience of, audiences of all genres. With an undefeatable determination to walk in purpose, she accepts no excuses. All right, now. She is the founder of Undefeatable Ministries and the author of Undefeated, Broken into Purpose, teaching the importance of learning from our environmental and generational influences, confronting our past to impact our future, presenting the hope to everyone from all walks of life that nothing is impossible with God. This is not only her calling, but a God movement, the unconquerable Kalila Johnson. Ms. Johnson, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It is my pleasure. All right. And then my final guest, last but not least, was born in Seoul, South Korea, and educated in the military public schools throughout the U.S. and abroad. She is married to the wonderful Lord Bell and is a mother of two beautiful children, Azriel and Uriah. She is a graduate of Liberty University, majoring in psychology, life coaching, religious studies, and minoring in Christian counseling. She received her ordination from Brother Life Ministerial Association. She earned her Series 7, 66, and Life Health licenses and operated for several Fortune 500 companies before launching her own financial service, uh, services, Wealth Management Financial Solutions, Incorporated in 2008. Currently, she is the founder, chairperson, and executive director of Wealth Management Ministries Incorporated. She opened the counseling arm of the organization in 2015 to offer wealth and life coaching and Christian counseling to the underserved. She created our reign of victorious lifestyle brand and ministry that serves the national and international communities through talk radio, blog, books, workshops, and conferences to empower survivors and prevent abuse. With a lifelong disability caused by childhood illness and a survivor of child sexual abuse, she has learned to overcome obstacles, thrive after adversities, and defy the odds. I call her the boss lady, Annie Bell, <laughs> Minister Annie Thank Bell. You so much. You make me giggle. All Thank right. you so much. I'm honored to be here. <laughs> Amen. Well, ladies, I'm glad to have you here. Let's hear it for our guest tonight. You are here. That's it. See, that's how you do. You get the crowd going crazy. Well, ladies, we're going to go ahead and get started because you are tonight in the lion's den. Now, don't get afraid of the lions now tonight, all right? Well, well we know you're not afraid, so here we go. Uh, I want to know, first of all, what is your mainstay business, business being interchangeable with ministry, and what is your mission in that field of business? I'm going to start with you, uh, Tasha. Ms. Williams. Yes. What I, what I do, 
what I'm doing is uh, I'm trying to encourage us to eat better. Mm-hmm. And so we can maintain, get off all this blood pressure medicine and stuff. My mom died at the age of sixty-two. Okay. She was on. She was uh, just. She was on dialysis. She had high blood mm-hmm. pressure. Everything you can think of. She had it, and she just wouldn't eat right. And okay. I would try to encourage her to eat better. And she just wouldn't eat right. So my mm-hmm. main focus is to try to encourage us to eat better, and so we can be around longer. Okay, that's good. My main uh, okay, uh, Minister Bell, uh, what's your main say business, and uh, what is your mission in that field of business? Well, technically, I'm retired um, and have been so since I was <laughs> okay. 42. But uh-huh. um, Wealth Management Ministries is what I founded. Um, Back in 2008 is when it, we got our 501c3. Um, we have our, our, our ministerial arms, IRAIN, which is the uh, arm for uh, prevention as well as talk therapy of those who have gone through uh, sex trafficking, life, um, child abuse, and yeah. other traumas like that. And um, we offer the wealth coaching and all that. Our goal, our vision is to bridge the gap between the rich and the poor through financial counseling mm-hmm. and Christian um, I'm sorry, financial literacy and Christian counseling. Okay. Uh, well, who, 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 were you, who were you talking about when you said 42? Who were you referring to at 42? Me. Oh, you, oh, you, oh, you, you, you don't even look a day over uh, 30-something. Anyway, okay. Is that uh, Ms. Ms. Johnson, <laughs> Mrs. Johnson, I want to toss this question to you. What, what is your uh, mainstay business, and what is your mission in that field of business? Um, I at this point, we are we are still going forward and, like I said, unpacking into impact. I think it's very important for uh, for us to teach uh, not only our generation but other generations mm-hmm. how important it is for us to learn from the past in order to impact the future. Um, we are we're at Undefeatable Ministries teach about um, breaking cycles of. Uh, breaking the bondage of inherited generational thinking. I think it is so important in every aspect, learning what toxic is. Sometimes when you grow up in abusive situations, you don't know what to look for. You want better, but you don't know how to. It is so important Mm -hmm. for us to also understand not to um, relate the experiences that we have as our identity. And so it's very important for undefeated women, our mission in life is to, um, in our business, is to make sure that we empower, we uplift, we uh, we are transparent, and we give power to those that stand in their truth and and many more aspects. You know, writing and, mm-hmm. and blogging and it's, uh, creating um, uh, programs in order for uh, schools as well as churches as well as um, any aspect of life in order to have those uh, best foundational um, um, uh, that foundational mindset mm-hmm. to break the cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's so important. A lot of people uh, they they struggle with breaking cycles and getting o- and getting over that that hump that has held them back. Well, while I have you, tell tell me uh, your why or the factors that motivate you, Mrs. Johnson, to do what you do and be the individual that you are. Um. Well, as my story for my story, I was a teenage mom. I had been molested um, at an early age, and I found out that I wasn't the only one molested. I found out that at the same age, there were key um, 
a key age of three to four years old, uh, all the way back to my grandmother, my mother, we all were molested at the same age, as well as raped at the same age. I was raped at 14. My mother was raped at 13. And so my grandmother had gone, uh, gone through um, dealing with um, incest in her home where she was raped through her teenage years. And so that in itself, when it it, 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 it takes a toll on you when you don't understand why certain things happen. We grew up in the church, but it was hard for me to understand where God was at that moment. And so as being a, a teenage mother, as you understand, rejection and all the things that come with um, having no identity, it brought me to a very low place of not understanding who I was in God. And as a teenage mother, I was a teenage mother by the 17, two times over, and uh, uh, dropped out in middle school, then got my GED. Everything about my life, it really was – you know, as far as anyone can see, there was no way for me to mm-hmm. get out of this, this, this cycle. When I, when I cycle, uh, got okay. older, I began to, to learn that the same type of relationships that I promised that I would never get into, that I watched my mother go through, I was attracted to the same type. And it may have looked different, mm-hmm. but here I am repeating these cycles. And so what it was is that I was at my lowest place ever after a suicidal attempt. Um, Lord, the Lord came and, and, and really, I would say I found him, but Everywhere I went okay. that I thought there would be a God, mm-hmm. he, I could not find him. So the Lord found me at a place of, of finally, I said, I, I surrender. I don't know what I've done. Lord, can you help mm-hmm. me? And that's when he started to okay. develop me and bring me out of a place of despair. And so now it is my mission as God has, has brought me out of alcoholism. God has brought me out. Uh, a bad a bad marriage. Uh, God has brought me mm-hmm. about a wrong relationship. I'm in a healthy relationship with a powerful man of God. I'm also, uh, uh, you know, um, back in school and finishing and, and, and doing things that I never thought I would do, even write a book. I didn't even know that mm-hmm. I had the gift of writing. It is through the okay. identity of seeing myself in the Father's eyes that I was able to, to break cycles and continue to break cycles. Now mm-hmm. it's my main, my, my passion to use everything that the devil used to try to destroy me against the kingdom of hell in order to prevail the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, that's, that's very powerful. Very powerful. Uh, Minister Bell, uh, what are the factors, what's, what's your why and the factors that motivate you to do and be the individual that you are? Three factors that um, motivate me and uh, is one, my desire to hear enter in my good and faithful servant. Um, helping people to live a life operating in their purpose and in abundance to fulfill God's destiny for them. My core um, demographics is uh, those who have been abused um, or considered the underdog. That's who I believe I'm, you know, called to and just driven um, by when I hear someone's story uh, of, of um, you know, trial to tr- uh, being triumphant. And third, um, I myself believe in the word where Jesus said he came to give us life and that more abundantly. And so that's a factor for me as well, because um, he, he not only died for you and, and everyone else listening, but he, you know what, he died for me, he came for me, and to give me an abundant life. And so um, good friends, good uh, fellowship, good food, got to have good food, and um, family, and I love to travel. So, um, you know, that's kind of the order that I, I live my life. There's, of, of course, other things that compel me, um, other things that drive mm-hmm. me, but uh, they all fit into these three categories. Um, uh, but, again, number one is to make sure that I am being the good servant that I'm supposed to be while I'm here on earth for, for God's people. Amen. And uh, this, this is so powerful because sometimes – I ask you this question because sometimes people think that – 
we do or people do what they do because, oh, we want, especially a lot of my young people, we, we, I got to get a fat paycheck or, you know, I got to I gotta be seen or I want to I wanna be known. But uh, the, the factors that motivate you and that drive you are so uh, personal and, and, and powerful. Mm-hmm. And these are uh, lasting values that will really propel you to keep going. Uh, anyway, uh, um, uh, we got to take a break. Okay. This is powerful. When we come back, uh, uh, Mrs. Williams, I'm going to have you to uh, tell me what impacts you. Why, my God, what motivates you. So everybody hold on, and I'll be right back. Have you priced commercials lately? Advertising can truly break your budget. At Win, we eliminate the most common hurdle to advertising. Advertise with WIN to reach potential customers locally, nationally, and internationally for as low as $150. Yes, that's right, $150 per commercial. We Inspire Network Radio is a new and rapidly growing online radio network that boasts of dynamic seasoned show hosts who are drawing audiences from across the nation and abroad. Africa, Australia, Scotland, Canada, just to name a few. We also have the technical capabilities to advertise your products and services through sound bites, slideshows, and more. No long-term contracts. You pay per show. Advertise on WIN, and you are sure to be a winner. For more information, call us, 201-477-0469. Email Annie Bell at wealthmanagement-fs.org. Okay, and we are back. I am Apostle John L. Solomon, and you are tuned in to Strength from the Lion's Den. We're powered by We Inspire Network, Win Radio. I'm partnering with some good people, and they want us to win. I want to thank everyone that's tuned in tonight. You are the reason why we are here. Listen, I want you to get a free copy of my book, The Power Keys, Life of Wisdom Series, Volume 1. It gives you wisdom for living. Just go to like, go to my page and like my page, Apostle John L. Solomon, and give me a valid email address, and I will send you the ebook. Listen, today's topic, we're dealing with women with purpose. My God, and these women surely have purpose. They're no joke. Uh, women who mind their business. In the lines there today, the guests are founder, executive director of Wealth Management Ministries, Incorporated Minister Annie Bell, author and the founder of Undefeatable Ministries, Mrs. Kalila Johnson, and the owner of Salads to Go, Ms. Tasha Williams. Ms. Williams, we left off talking about what motivates you, what, uh, what dr- drives you to be who you are, uh, the individual that you are. You mentioned earlier a few things, so if you can go ahead and elaborate and answer that question. Yes. Um, one of the things is seeing people eat better and people mm-hmm. losing weight and getting off this medicine, all these different medicines and stuff we they put us on. And, that's, you know, and we be – these medicines they put us on, we have more mm-hmm. symptoms, more, more side effects than what you actually have, you know. And so it's just yeah, the, the joy of that, and the, um, and knowing that my mom is looking down on me, and she blessing everything. She's blessing everything that I got going on. She's watching over everything that's going on because so I tried my best to do what I could for my mom mm-hmm. and to encourage her and, and inform her of everything, but I. I couldn't do, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't change her way of eating and things. So mm-hmm. that pushes me to encourage other people 
and just change their mindset and let them know that you can eat good without having to eat all that stuff that's not good for you. Mm, powerful. So okay. that's what Thank motivates me. That's what motivates me. Not the thing. I heard you one time say when you're when you're doing a business or when you're doing something and you have a purpose or a mission, you got to eat it, you got to drink it, you got to sleep it, yeah. you got to be that yes. invested into it. Okay. Yes. Listen, yes. Yes. I, listen, when I, when I say woman with purpose, some some uh, some people hear independent woman. Now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, d- does the term independent woman, Ms. Annabelle, I want you to start off with this. Does the term independent woman carry a negative connotation or have some just miscomprehended what an independent woman is in general? Um, I believe there is a negative connotation to independent woman. Uh, you know, if, you, if a lot of the history around it is even connected to the LGBT about you know, women trying to break away from men. And, um, mm-hmm. and, I don't, and I believe it's incorrectly comprehended. I believe that there was a time when women were so oppressed, and there are, time, there are still many women in other nations that are oppressed. And so uh, mm-hmm. as, as a, we as a group are saying, hey, we are human too. We have things to say. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have business ideas. We um, are innovative and progressive just as the next man. We want to be able to, mm-hmm. um, to be able to stabilize our own household economy and have confidence in what we bring to the table. Um, and so I think that, mm-hmm. you know, there was that a little bit of the, the connotation. Now that I am uh, Christian mm-hmm. and I've been, um, you know, in the faith for a while now, and so prior to, yeah, I was independent. Mm-hmm. I was an independent woman okay. and was proud of mm-hmm. it, uh, proud of the fact okay. that I was able to own my own house. I didn't need a man to go and buy me a house. Mm-hmm. And, um, you mm-hmm. know, I, have my, I was holding it down in the corporate world. I was the first right. black female executive at Colonial Williamsburg, and we're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, where they have reenactment of the, uh, the slave trade and all that other stuff going on. So it was a big deal for me at the time. But when I came to Christ mm-hmm. and understood all the dynamics of what okay. it means to be a woman, there was a bit of a, a change and what it mm-hmm. means to be a woman and a wife. And so, because mm-hmm. at first, you know, I was like, being married meant that I would lose my, my independence or my self image. And so, mm-hmm. um, but God had to put that in perspective for me so that when I did okay. get married, that there is an understanding mm-hmm. of God placing a man to take care or to provide and to be the mm-hmm. priest of the home. It took me a minute. Can I tell you and be just okay. straight on okay. it? It took me mm-hmm. a minute to be able to let the reins go so to speak, when I got married to um, my present husband, uh, Lloyd Bell. And um, he had to, you know, and he's a gentleman. He, he really is a okay. gentleman. And God knew mm-hmm. not to put me with a man who would be uh, too abrupt with me because um, I, I mm-hmm. don't take too kindly to that type of behavior. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so completely. slowly, yes, God had to mm-hmm. show me that, hey, just because he's your husband, and I say he is the leader of the home and the priest of the home, he, it doesn't mean that he's your boss. But mm-hmm. that, um, and, and as a woman, as a virtuous woman, he, mm-hmm. we are both there together to meet each other's All needs right. and to right. propel what God has for us. And so, um, mm-hmm. 
And so from a Christian yes. perspective and, and something that's a bit more palatable to all, I would say um, being called a virtuous woman, I think we embody that um, as, okay, as women. Okay, I like that. Uh, Mrs. Johnson, can you tackle that question for me? Definitely. Um, for me, I recognize that, and I recognize it now better than I recognized mm-hmm. it then, that it was almost a part of me by, by not having my father. There was a part of a stubbornness that if, if, if you know anything about people who are rejected, for me, I, re, I, I, I wanted to be loved, but if I wasn't going to get the mm-hmm. love that I wanted, and I would become and embody everything that I wanted in my dad. So what I did was, in, in not really understanding it, I started to compete with men. Even though I still okay. was, I was heterosexual, I competed with men. Even, even uh, in, in the most recent years, uh, becoming a, a, a driver, a UPS driver where there's male-dominated, I realized that there mm-hmm. was a fuel in me. To try to do, I can do it too. I wanted to be a tomboy. Okay. I can do it too. Because there was another thing about uh, not only my dad, but the violation. And so that independent thing was once um, positive for me. But when I started to identify with the love that God had for me, I did not know how to be a daughter. I did not know how to be okay. a wife. I did not know how to, to, to step back. I did not know how to be uh, mm-hmm. the strength of woman. I did not understand okay. what that was. And so it was not until I found my identity through my heavenly father that I was able to start to recognizing the beauty and, and, and being in, and, uh, being dependent on God, being able to be that wife that can step back mm-hmm. and no longer having to compete and no longer having to um, prove myself. But now it is a loving thing. As, as Minister Annie Bell said, she, uh, she, she hit it right on the, 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 the head with, you know, having a, a tender man, a, a loving man, a man that that you can can trust with your vulnerabilities, and knowing that vulnerability, mm-hmm. being vulnerable, does not equal weakness, um, was very strong. So, being independent no longer is my portion, and no longer is a desire of mine, but actually understanding the strength that comes in me is really being able to submit to uh, uh, to not only God, but able to submit to my my husband that has been ordained by me that I can trust mm-hmm. um, this relationship. Right, man. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's something special about a woman who can be strong and powerful and, and then maintain her femininity. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah. Uh, Miss, Miss, uh, Miss William, if you can tackle that question for me. Um, when, you hear the, in the, when you hear independent woman, what does that term, does it carry a negative connotation or is it misrepresented uh, or, or, you know, give me, some, give me your take on it? Yes, um, I think it's misrepresented. Misrepresented. Um, back in my youngest days, I was always dependent. I always depended on somebody to take care of me or whatever. You know, I wasn't never de- independent. I didn't become independent until my mid thirties. You know, and then once I felt that 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 release and like I felt so strong being independent, where I didn't have to. Listen, what nobody tell me to do, I can do what I want to do, you know, and stuff. It's all good being independent, but still at the end of the day, you know, you still want that somebody to, like, protect you and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I just learned being independent after in my mid-30s. And from, okay. from 30s on down, I always depended on somebody, and I had to deal with abuse, physical abuse, mm-hmm. Mental abuse, emotional abuse, but now 
I ain't trying to hear nothing about that. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you look like you want to argue a little bit, I'm I'm out the door. I'm gone. You know. So right mm-hmm. now I'm at the point now I'm just independent. I'm gonna do what I need to do. I'm not gonna ask somebody for nothing. I'm just gonna do what I have to do. And but I had mm-hmm. but, but during this time of my independence, I'm learning. I'm learning about me. I'm learn. I learned to love myself. Mm-hmm. I'm learning. You know, and see, I'm getting myself prepared for when I do receive that person, I'll be able to submit that person, and and I know what to do now. You understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I got you. I know. I know what you're saying. When you yeah. said when y'all said gentle, when you said when y'all said gentleman and you know calm, yeah. quiet man, I know my wife was in full agreement with that one. But hey, what, what I would like y'all to do as we uh, I, you know, let, let's look at word association for a minute. Uh, let, let's let's erase independent off of woman because it, it does carry somewhat of negative connotation. Let's let's if you would replace it with another word briefly, uh, you know, that you would put in place of independent that gives you the uh the similar value 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 but something more uh suitable for you and what you do. What would you say, uh, Miss Johnson? I'm sorry, I was on mute. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's can okay. you hear me? I think yes, I, can hear you. I wanna make I usually like to look up words beforehand just to make sure, but I believe it's interdependent. Um, I can't think of anything okay. else, is, is, and, I, and mm-hmm. I want to look it up first, but at the same time, I, I know that there is, um, we need each other. And, and if, I'm, um, that, if I'm correct. Yeah, that's a good word. That is a good word. So um, that's what I would I would definitely replace it with. No one is an island on, it, on their own. And I'm just mm-hmm. learning that lesson. I heard the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. tell me. Uh, as I was, you know, as I go out and I want to pray and I want to do certain things, and he has given me a grace to be able to do that. But now he's saying now you have to align with people because you are not a soldier all by yourself. You are not an a, mm-hmm. a island all by yourself. In order to do what I, I need you to do, you're going to have to go into um, into places that I'm sending you. And 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 for someone that has, has tried to survive, um, a, for a while, me and God, now that there's a new experience when you're learning that, you know, we, we are working together. We're working together, and that, that, that is mm-hmm. a growing place. We um, all have to understand that we do definitely need each other. That, that's a powerful word, interdependent. It's one of the um, – uh, in Covey's in, uh, book, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, one of those words were interdependent, meaning that I, I can stand on my own when necessary. If I got to get it by myself, I'm going to get it. But when I have a team around me to help me, then I'm going to utilize and lean on my team to help me get to the place where I need to be or the purpose or the mission of what, what we're trying to accomplish here. And um, I want to I want to bring you back and get yours, but guess what? It's time for a commercial break, so you just hold on to it, and uh, uh, Minister Bell will be back to fire up the airway. So uh, I'll be right back. Hold on. Hello, everybody. My name is Minister Annie Bell, and I am the host of Irene Blog Talk Radio Show, where we endeavor to bring talk therapy to survivors of child abuse sex trafficking, and other traumas, as well as being the vehicle by which we use to bring awareness and resources to the community to aid in the prevention of these abuses. IRAIN, which is a declarative acronym for the individual survivor, that means I, I 
identify myself as a survivor, no longer a victim. R. Reclaim my life. E. Excel at living. G. Grow in Christ. And N. Nurture myself and others. This declarative acronym has developed into a victorious lifestyle brand that empowers and aids in the healing journey of survivors of abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas. I have also written a book entitled, with the namesake, I Reign, A Survivor's Guide to Thrive, which is now available at Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. Pick up your copy of my book today and join me every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. here on We Inspire Network Radio, where together, through God, we win. If we endure, we will reign with Christ. All right, I'm back. I'm Apostle John L. Solomon. You're tuned in to Strength from the Lion's Den. We're powered by We Inspire Network Radio, and we just want you to win. All right, listen up. Uh, tonight, tonight's per- topic is women with purpose number two, women who mind their business. In the Lion's Den tonight, I have my guest, author, CEO, and financial guru, Minister Annie Bell, inspirational speaker, mentor, and life coach, Mrs. Kalila Johnson, and business owner, philanthropist, and jobs creator, Ms. Tasha Williams. Um, Ms. Uh, Minister Annie Bell, we, I was, yes. before we left off, we were talking about an independent woman, and through word association, we wanted to replace the word with a word that uh, give, gives the more powerful meaning to who you are and what you do. What word would that be? And as I was saying earlier um, when in, in answering that question, that uh, there's an inter, interdependence, when, especially when you are married. And so um, mm-hmm. the interdependent woman, I think, would have been my first choice. Um, my second choice, and I'm glad I had a number two, uh, <laughs> is um, I have to replace it with virtuous. And, again, mm-hmm. I believe that word um, embodies who we are. Um, in the eyes of Christ and um, in the eyes of our husband as well as our children. Um, it's about how society will view our husbands as well as us because of what we do mm-hmm. in the home and what we do outside of the home for the towards the uh, household economy. So. Okay, wonderful, Sally Queen. What would you? What word would you replace "independent" yes. with to describe you? <laughs> describe me. Um, a work in progress. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I'm still trying to break this cycle of being in the, just being so independent that mm-hmm. I feel like I don't, you know, need this and need that. I'm a work in progress. I'm prayerful mm-hmm. about it. I pray about it every day. So I'm a work well, in progress. Well, wonderful. I appreciate your transparency. That that was that was awesome. Because yeah. there's some women I just said, yeah, yeah, girl, I'm struggling too. But okay. Yeah. Listen. Hallelujah. Um, Listen, this this next question is about it's about men. And one of one of my favorite songs from the Godfather Soul breaks down something about the men. This is what he says. Listen up to this here. Oh, if I could sing it I would. But <laughs> well, listen, this this next question is about men. And um he did say it, it this is a man's world. So but then he goes on to say, But what would it be 
it would be nothing without a woman or a girl. So I want to know um, who is the important man in your life and how how pivotal are men to the success of the women that love them? If need pivotal, pivotal uh, at all. Man, man, that word is pivotal. I gotta get my teeth together. Okay, but that's all right. Uh, who, who is the important? Who is the important? I'm gonna say Who is the important man in your life, and how pivotal are men to the success of women that love them? I guess the key is that love them because a woman can be successful without a man, no doubt. But mm-hmm. how um, important are the men, the men in their life, or the men that they love? Uh, let's start with you, uh, Minister Bell. Well, um, first of all, I give honor to um, you know, the Lord and then, of course, my husband. Um, my husband, Lloyd Bell, like I said, is a very gentle man, and he told me what he was supposed to, to do and be for me. And um, it resonated in my spirit and resonated within me because he said that he is supposed to be the one that pushes and that inspires and motivates me towards all that I was created to be. Not that what he wants me to be, how, I, how he, you know, I'm supposed to flip it for him or whatever, but what he's supposed to be for me and, um, and also to help me to fulfill God's destiny for my life. Um, mm-hmm. And, again, that word of interdependence because I turn around and have to be that for him. And so, um, yes, definitely for mm-hmm. those who are married, okay, uh, your mm-hmm. husband should be the one not to oppress, not to abuse, but to lift, and um, and both of you lifting each other up, supporting each other, and that is uh, the epitome of marriage. Of I believe how how God would have had that whole institution to become um, before you know they ate of the fruit, and um, okay. and so it is. And again, we are created. In a way, God created man, and then He created, and then He brought woman out of the rib, His rib cage, and so we're 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 meant to be together. Um, and I'm not saying anything to those who are single, because Lord knows I love my single life when I was single, honey. Um, and <laughs> even even when I was out there before Christ and after Christ, um, you know, I loved being single. And there's a time, there's a place, there's a purpose for those who are single. Um, but when you're married, once you say I do, there's a purpose for that marriage. And so I would say mm-hmm. find the purpose um, uh, within that marriage so that y'all can work towards mm-hmm. something that is greater than the two of you um, put together. Okay. It's got, it because it's got to be for a work that is eternal um, and not mm-hmm. just, uh, like I said, to, to, you know, just to uh, have someone uh, on, your, on your shoulder, um, have someone mm-hmm. in your bed. It's, it's just it's a little bit more and deeper. And there's more depth to that, so that's what I, what I would have to say about that. All right, now, uh, Mrs. Williams. Now I know you you you're you're the salad queen. Now there's no Mr. Salad Queen yet. No. <laughs> right. So I asked this question purposely, knowing that even if a woman doesn't have a husband, still there may be some men in her life, be it family, be it friends, who can be pivotal that she loves to their success. So. Who who is the man in your life that's uh, important to you? My dad, my dad, mm-hmm. my dad. He's always encouraging me and motivating, motivating me and pushing me to go further. And he's mm-hmm. always instilled in me hard work, you know, independence, and mm-hmm. you know, he always instilled that in me. And I mean, my dad dropped out of school in the eighth grade. 
and he mm-hmm. uh, he's been owning his business for twenty five years. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. I just look at him in awe. You know, I'm just I can't believe it. I'm like, how you make it? And you dropped out of school in eighth grade, but I mean, he's a genius. I mean, he's a whiz at numbers. I mean, and his craft, what he does, and he's just an awesome man, awesome. And that's a, and mm-hmm. and that's who I and my dad don't like nobody anyway, so <laughs> I might be single for a long, long time. <laughs> okay, so, so they got to go through the uh, interviewing process. Like the, uh, yeah, like the new administration. They got to be vetted. <laughs> All right, Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson. That's my yeah. dad. Yeah, okay, go I, ahead. I, I wanted to know. Go ahead. Okay, you have the floor, um, Mrs. Johnson. Sorry about that. Okay, so I, I, I love talking about my husband. I love, I love, love talking about my husband because um, the thing about how wonderful God is is that he knew exactly what I needed in order to be able to continue to see um, who I was. And as God was starting to show me who I was, he also allowed um, my husband to be able to, um, to see what was in me even before I did. He is such a supportive man. He is not intimidated by anything that God is doing. He is uh, uh, just the gentlest, most supportive person, um, loving person. And it's not just to me. He's naturally loving. And um, I I, I can't say enough. Actually, I I get speechless on how wonderful it is that that God used um, this man to restore Mm -hmm. um, my faith in men but also be able to continue to show me who I am by the way that he, he sees me, and it allows me to also do the same for him. Um, so um, it definitely is my husband, and um, he's just an awesome man. I, I don't mm-hmm. think I can have Amen. enough work. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, my God, that's, uh-huh. that's beautiful. Thank you all for that. I'm sure that that was uh, very much needed for the men to know. Very important. Now, I want to ask this uh, final question, and just take your time. It, I may have to uh, go into break as you, some of you, as one of you may be in the middle of it, but never mind that. We can pick back up if need be. But I, I really want to uh, ask this. Uh, what was one of your personal lowest moments, and how did you rebound? Or you can simply just juxtapose it to your process for getting back up when you've been knocked down. Because sometimes people fall. I know the song said, uh, "We fall down, but we get we get up." But sometimes people fall down and they kind of just stay there and just crawl their way through life. They don't exactly stand back up. So, I want to uh, start with you, uh, Minister Bell. Well, um, my personal lo- lowest moment was. Uh, happened a couple years ago, actually, uh, while I was carrying my second child. I went into what's known as post-polio syndrome. I caught polio at the age of three by the vaccine and, um, and you know, pre- was pretty very successful uh, through God's grace in the corporate world, but I had a disability. Um, and, but I didn't see it. I didn't see the disability. I continued to figure out ways to, to, to do what I wanted to do. And so when um, the doctor sat me down and said, listen, uh, you have been very successful in your business and you're in the corporate life. And you, but right now you're at a time where you have to slow down so you can be there for your kids and watch them grow. 
Um, you could imagine at that time I had just opened my financial services business, um, very lucrative. Uh, I was making deep six figures, uh, just one of my trades, you know, the two months after I opened mm-hmm. the um, business mm-hmm. was $20,000. That's just one commission check. And so it was very mm-hmm. lucrative. And for this doctor to sit me down and tell me that I can't do that anymore and that I need to slow it down, um, it rocked my world. He said that if I don't, that there's a possibility that I will not see my children even finish high school. He said, close your business, enjoy the fruits of your labor, and go and take care of your husband and take care of your children and enjoy your life. Well, he just, to me, gave me a death sentence. You know, I know some people mm-hmm. might have been like, oh, hallelujah, I ain't got to work no more. But for me, right. my ident- I didn't know how much my identity was wrapped up in my ability okay. to okay. make money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so um, that was a very low moment for me. And I was uh, sinking deeper and deeper into depression because I'm like, okay, I don't really cook well. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I, I do drive by drive throughs very well. I can pick up something, you know, but to try to cook something, I'm like, okay, this is, yeah, this is not working for me. Um, I, I learned to become better at, and it was edible and nobody was getting sick eating my food, but still I was longing to still do something. And I said, well, Lord, um, can you still use me? Am I that broken? You know, um, and part of my healing process, uh, again, it was still not the most healthiest, but part of my healing process of coming out of um, the, the child abuse, the child sexual abuse, uh, going through school with a disability, um, you right, know, right. some kids are, are cruel. And so um, I had a mm-hmm. lot of stuff wrapped up that God had to pull out of me. And Amen. part of me, part of it was pride. I had to, I would literally okay. go into work, open up all my bank accounts and be like, okay, and, and investment investment accounts and just be like, oh, right, I'm, I'm rocking it. And so mm-hmm. I had to watch as all of those accounts turned to zero and some even went into the negative. We lost our home, had to file bankruptcy, lost one of our cars. Um, now, don't forget, I was a financial advisor going through such turmoil financially because after we had gone through the, the fruits of my labor, you know, what was staring me in the face was people trying to cut off our electricity, people trying to turn off our water. I mean, we I was down, you know. And so um, do you need to cut for break or should I? Continue. Um, you know what? I was gonna uh, just say. Listen, <laughs> thanks for that. Listen, I'm Apostle Daniel Solomon. You tune in to Strength from the Lions Den. We're powered by We Inspire Network Radio. Win Radio, and you can tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thank you, Annie, for helping me do my job. I appreciate you. <laughs> no, no problem. No, I just can't help no, it. I, I, I didn't want to. I, I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to cut. I wanted to give you ample time, but yeah, that's powerful. So, Amen. so go ahead, continue Amen. on. And so one of the things that God kept um, asking me during that time um, seven years ago was, do you trust me? Do you trust me? And by the 15th time, I had an attitude, and I said, I said, yes, Lord, why do you keep asking me this? He said, because you continue to worry. You continue to um, lose sleep. You continue to stress. Mm-hmm. And so um, the, the Lord gave me weight on the Lord, and when I looked up the word weight, it means to be um, patiently confident. And so that turned into God, uh, me allowing God to truly work my faith muscle, 
build it up. He used my husband to um, to be there for me. And my husband at the time was an a, uh, AI, AIG insurance agent, and they mm-hmm. closed down his branch. So we went from six-figure income, deep six-figure income, to $800 mm-hmm. a month um, on, okay. from his, um, you know, unemployment. But anyway, mm-hmm. that was the low point of my life. But, um, and then when I gave it, truly gave it to, to God, he worked mm-hmm. it out. He has restored everything. Amen. Wonderful. Um, and when wow. I say I'm retired, I'm retired. Mm-hmm. I, these things I do through my ministry is out, no of, out of my, yes, out of my passion for life and out of my passion to serve the God I serve and his children. And so um, that is, uh, that was my low point. And that's how, I can't say I, I, I you know, raised myself up from my bootstraps, but I, mm-hmm. I, I gave it to God and he showed me how to do it. Amen. Well, I'm telling you, thank you ladies so much for being on the show. I, I should have asked this question in the beginning. Wow. I, I would love to hear more of this. Uh, Mr. Johnson, I would like for you to, uh, we got about, we got about 12 minutes left. So y'all, y'all got ample time. So just uh, share with us one, one of your, your, your lowest points or simply how you pick yourself back up when you've fallen down. Okay, well, um, the the point, the lowest point for me, can I can easily go right to it, and it's almost as if it's ingrained in my mind as if it was yesterday. It was when I attempted to take my own life. It was um, during a time where I was in an unhealthy marriage, and, I, and, and unhealthy doesn't even seem devastating enough to really explain to you the type of marriage, demonic um, situation that I was in. Now, um, I had been uh, going to the doctor trying to fix what I was going through emotionally. I was cheating on every other couple of months. Um, I had been to the doctor. They had wrongly diagnosed me with bipolar after a couple of weeks of, of, of seeing them for five minutes at a time. I was placed on different pills at a time. Um, my ex-husband, then husband, um, every time he wanted mm-hmm. to cheat, he would just cops that I, I hit him. And, and when the cops would show up, I would, I would try to explain, but under the influence of the medication, I couldn't communicate. I would think, I, 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 and so it, it was mm-hmm. used to and he could, he could get me out of the house, and so on one occasion, when he had lied, and I went to jail for three days, he never did anything after that. I would come, I sent him home, and I, I hadn't been on the medication for three days. And one of the symptoms of the medication not being on the medication um, for a period of time is severe suicidal thoughts, and that's exactly what happened. I was, I came back home, I couldn't sleep, I was always in this stressful place, and so I was, I remember um, um, that I, I decided that it was time to go. Like I, I was. Um, I was. I, I decided I was going to take every bit of medication that they had changed and take it and swallow it. And I did that. And I ended up. My mom, for some reason, showed up at my house and came to my house and uh, unexpectedly when I was just about to go cold. And when she showed up at my house, um, I she she asked me, you know, can I use your bathroom? She went upstairs to use my bathroom and she found my suicide note. And by the time she came back downstairs, I was out like a light. Um, the 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 ambulance said that I had almost no pulse and I should have been dead. So they actually kept me in the ambulance trying to resuscitate me. And um, after I returned back to that home, um, you know, you spend three days in a psychiatric hospital. I found, I woke up with mm-hmm. tubes down my nose and pulled them out. When I got back to that home, I was just like, what is my life about? I'm such a wreck. Mm-hmm. And I and I just like, why did you let me live? And I was so upset with God that he wouldn't just let me die so I could just rest. Mm-hmm. And I was in the club and I remember seeing this vision. I was awake and I saw this vision of me speaking so powerfully. Mm-hmm. And even though the medication had had, had uh, taken my ability to really keep a, a thought, a strong thought in, or even communicate strongly, I saw myself communicating in an audience of, I, I can't even tell you how many, mm-hmm. and I said, 
God can and God, God will. God showing you. Okay. He's showing me what he's going to use that pain for. Mm-hmm. And so that was the Lord's point. And I get so excited about that because yeah. it was that moment when God allowed me to understand that he wasn't through. And that was the pit moment. That was the place where mm-hmm. he, he may have put me in a pit in order for me to understand, to surrender and let go. So he, he can raise me up and really show me who he, who he mm-hmm. is and who my enemy really was. Okay. And so um, that, that is really, I don't think that I did it. Mm-hmm. I just know that God is, is a God that has put purpose in each one of us. And if we give it to him, he will teach us how to use what the enemy has tried to use against us. My God. My God. Well, Miss Miss Williams, if you could tell, if you could share with us your lowest points and uh, how to come back from it. Okay. My lowest point was when my mom died. My mom was everything to me. I tried my best to take care of her. I did everything. I felt like I had let her down, mm-hmm. you know. And the, the day she died, I had, um, she called, well, I had did two catering events that day. I didn't get back home until like 4 o'clock in the morning. She had my daughter. And she was fine. I said, Mom, you okay? I love you. She said, I love you too. I said, maybe do anything before I leave. And she said, no, I'm okay. So I left and I unloaded the car and I left my phone in the kitchen. I took my bath and I went to sleep. And when she went into distress, she kept calling me. I didn't hear the phone. I was asleep. And Next thing I know, somebody was knocking on my door. Said the ambulance was at my mother's house, and 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 I felt so bad because I felt like if I would have answered that phone, she would still be here. And so when she passed, it just like I just went into a deep depression. I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna bathe. I didn't wanna talk to nobody. I didn't wanna mm-hmm. eat. I didn't wanna do nothing. And so one day, I was driving my car. I had already decided that I wanted to take my life. Cause I couldn't, I thought I couldn't live with my my mom, and so I I stopped in the middle of this busy highway. It usually be cars up and down, up and down all day long. This day, when no car in sight, it's a pond. I said, you know what? People would think because I was I had a problem with high blood pressure and stuff. I said people would think I probably passed out or something and lost control and went over in the pond. I turned my car around in the middle of the road, and I pointed towards that pond. And I was just going to mess the gas and go into that pond. And somehow I was just crying and crying. And I looked down on the floor, and I saw my daughter's purse. My At the time, she was 10. I saw her purse on the floor. And then it just made me just realize that I had a purpose for being here, you know. I had a daughter I had to see about. And, and that just gave me, and I turned my car around. And and I just uh, got on the side of the road. I got out of the car and got on my knees, and I just started praising God and thanking God oh for all the good, bad, the good, the ugly. And yes. and I oh knew God. right then that there was a purpose in my life and that my mom, she was going to uh-huh. be looking over me. And uh-huh. and that's when I decided to open up that business, my business, you know, to encourage people to eat better. And and um, encourage and empowerment, empower them and inform them, and that's what that's what made me open up my business. I mean, that was that was really the lowest point of my life. 
you know, I'm going to tell you, 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 you ladies are no longer victims, you know. But you know what, there, uh, as accomplished women, there are some women who are struggling out there who to overcome their obstacles. We have about five minutes left, and I, I would be amiss if I didn't give you this one last chance. Just, if you just take briefly a minute and just say something to this woman, uh, even a man or somebody who's just really wants to overcome that obstacle. Uh, so just take this time and just say something to them. Uh, briefly, Minister Johnson. I mean, uh, Mrs. Johnson. Mrs. Johnson. All right. Well, I'm so sorry. I was... Okay. 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 All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go if you ahead. just take a, a brief, a brief minute and say something to that woman who's struggling to overcome some personal obstacles. I would say that you are not your experience. The enemy would want you to believe that everything that you experience is a part of your identity, but you have authority. When Christ came, he came that we would have life and life more abundantly. When I understood that these obstacles will not break us, they came to bring us into a place of understanding who we are in Christ if we surrender. The difference between giving up and surrender is one of the parts is where our natural man says, that's it, I can't do anymore. But when we allow God to really, really allow him to show us that that experience cannot and will not break you. For, for everything that you're experiencing right now, God mm-hmm. is going to use it as he did with Joseph, as he did with David, as every experience that you can even look in the Bible. This is the same God that did it then, and he'll do it again for you. He's no respecter of person. He loves you, and he has a plan for you, and nothing you've gone through disqualifies you. As a matter of fact, but sometimes it qualifies you because you know what someone's gone through. It's a purpose for it. Thank you. Miller Family Bear, if you take a minute and just speak to that, that person, that woman who's struggling to overcome. Um, I would say, first of all, you have to change your perspective. That obstacle, mm-hmm. I believe, is not a, uh, something to keep you, but is to show, to bring out the champion that is in you. And if we don't have an obstacle in front of us, we will never activate our champion. And so we need to see that obstacle as our stepping stone, as our way to the top, hallelujah. And secondly, in Isaiah 41, 13, it says, For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. And so you're not alone. He will bring out that champion in you. He may have even put that obstacle, that hurdle there for you so that you can exercise those leg muscles, those lungs, those arms, so that you can get to where you're supposed to get to. Your destiny is on the other side of that obstacle. Ms. Williams, I got, I got a few minutes left. Go ahead and take your minute and just speak to that woman who's trying to overcome. I just want to say that whatever you done or did or doing or whatever your past is, that you still can make it. You can do whatever you want to do, no matter your age, no matter if you're 40 or 50, you can still do it. Um, just be encouraged. And mm-hmm. put yourself around people that want to want to have something. Change your circle. Make your circle small. Be around people that mm-hmm. that's doing it. Instead of the, mm-hmm. you got sometimes you have to change the people that you be around. But you can do it. I'm a living witness, and I just be encouraged. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, ladies, I know y'all are busy. I thank you for taking this time. I 
I know it was not time wasted. You have been incredible, and you made the so I, I just really appreciate the time that you've given. I know you help people. You've encouraged people. You've strengthened people. Please keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on empowering. Keep on motivating. And to those young women, to those older women who are out there, if you've heard this word tonight, I hope you've been encouraged to do more, to go more, go more, to uh, further expand your horizon. Don't stay in the same place you are, but you can do it. These women have accomplished so many things through the power of God helping them, and I want you to uh, draw from the experience that you heard tonight. Ladies, thank you so much, and uh, I appreciate your time. It's been uh, invaluable, and uh, I just want to say God bless you. Uh, to my listening audience, thank you for being with me tonight. Thank you for those who stayed. Join, join me, Apostle John L. Solomon, next week in the Lions Den on January 25th at 7 p.m. Well, we'll be discussing I sing because I'm happy. No, not me. I'm not the singer, but I have some panelists that really know how to blow. We're going to be talking about the life of a psalmist, a singer, and a worship leader. So I want you to join me next week. And remember, remember there's strength in the lion's den. So roar for your victory. Roar for your deliverance. Roar for your empowerment. Roar for your love. Roar for your joy. Roar for your prosperity because you're somebody powerful and you're special to God. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next week live right here with myself, Apostle John L. Solomon, and my panelists here in the lion's den. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.